0: Praise God. Okay. Matthew 16, verse 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock will I build my church, or I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, this statement was made by Jesus Christ. So he calls it... um, He spoke to Peter and said, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. My church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, he comes to the disciples and he starts speaking with them. And Jesus asks them, Who do men say I am? Then everybody starts guessing. Everybody starts saying what they know. Then he says, "Who do you say I am? Everybody starts guessing again, but Jesus, but Peter got the revelation and Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus says, and I say also unto thee, Peter, he said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, the statement, I will build my church, the the, the word my church, was not strange to the people listening to him. It was not strange to them because they already knew of the word church. Now, when we say church, all right, the first thing people start to think about is like we are gathered here and we go to someone on Sunday and says, we've gone to church. But Jesus is speaking of something way deeper than gathering on a Sunday or gathering on a Wednesday or on a Friday. He says, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So Jesus puts an article there, puts my church. He didn't say, I will build the church. He says, my church. Why did he qualify it? Because there was a church before Jesus spoke this. All right. Let me show you that church. Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 36. Acts chapter 7, verse 36. He brought them out after he had showed wonders and signs in the land of egypt and in the red sea and in the wilderness 40 years verse 37 he says this is that moses which said unto the children of israel a promise of the lord your god raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me him you shall hear verse 38 this is he that was in the church in the wilderness hold on he calls the, the people who were with Moses in the wilderness, he called them the church in the wilderness. So there was a church in the wilderness. Then Jesus now says, I will build my church. There was a church that existed in the wilderness. So the people that Jesus was speaking to understood the language. They understood what church meant because there was a church in the wilderness. I go the Bible. Now Jesus Christ says, you know what I'm going to start? I'm going to start a new thing. I'm going to start... Something and this will be my church, all right. There was a church which was led by Moses, but Jesus says, I will build, I'm about to build my church. He said, and there's gonna be something about my church. He said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Now, the word church, all right, many people have thought that a church, all right, is a gathering of people, people who have changed their life, people who say, I'm not sinning again. But no, Jesus was speaking of something way deeper than people gathering to sing and dance. Jesus was speaking of something very deep. The word church over there, the Greek word which was used there is ekklesia. Write it down, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, ekklesia. Jesus says, I will build my ekklesia. Now, when you start from Acts 7, when you stay from verse 36, go to Acts 7, verse 36, he said, he brought them out, Hold on. He says, he brought them out after he has shown wonders. Now, what, what what does it mean by he brought them out? He brought them out. He called them. He called them. Talking of the church, he says he called them. He brought them out. He called them. They were in Egypt, and they were like the Egyptians. Then Moses went, and by God's power, he called them out of Egypt. So they went in the wilderness, and they were a different breed of people. They were a different type of people. And as they walked in the wilderness... They were called the church in the wilderness. That means there was something about the church. There's something about the church. When Jesus said, I will build my church, there's something about the church. Now, because a lot of God's people have not understood what it means to be in the church of Jesus Christ, they are trodden down. They don't understand what it means to be in the church of Jesus Christ. They, they suffer what everybody suffers. They go through what everybody goes through. When people are running away from a virus, they're also running away from a virus. But, it's either Jesus was serious about what he was saying, or he was lying. If he was serious about what he was saying, then we should see it. If he was lying, then we we, we belong to a lie. This does not, go back to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This does not suggest in any way that Jesus was setting up a religion. This doesn't look like a religion. This doesn't look like a religion. He says, I will build my church. This is more than a group of people. This is a called out people. Is that going to separate the people unto me? Is <laughs> that going to separate the people onto me? Is that and they are going to be called the church? Oh God. That means the day we were saved, we were called. The day we're saved, we're called to be part of something that is, that is, to use the word amazing is, is an understatement. We're called, you know, if you understand things like this, oh my God, you, you will be afraid to backslide. You'll be afraid to backslide. Why? Because you know that you're part of something that's working. He says, I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church. That means those body of people who believe in Jesus are more than people who believe in a religion, who feel forms and say Christianity. They belong to a cult. Now, some people are... a cult. That's the meaning of church. Go out, separate. Oh, my God. Go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. (laughs) Let's start from 26 Make sure you're listening Make sure you're listening So people are just waiting for prayer No Make sure you're listening He said That he might sanctify And cleanse it with the washing of Okay Let's start from 25 So you can get the context He says Husbands Love your wives Even as Christ loved the church And gave himself for it You remember one service I said If you cannot die For the woman Don't marry her Am I the one who said it? Oh, then let's throw our Bible away. I said, stop disturbing them. You should be able to what?
1: Wow.
0: So he says, husbands love your wives. Then he shows you the way to love. He said, not as Papa Krabna and Sister Mansa. No, they are not your um, They're not your goals. If you're talking about real goals, it's even as Christ loved the church. That's goals. He looked at the church so much, he said, I'm going to die. Wow. Do you know that if we're to be doing the word of God, I don't think we'll be seeing divorces. I don't think, I, I, I believe so. It will also be doing the word of God. Because if the man was ready to die for the woman, the woman was ready to submit to the man, I don't think we'll be going all about no because the man's side is ready to die. Because some men just like to talk, submit, 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 submit. But they don't know that their own is even more difficult. You should be ready to what? No, because everywhere they are preaching. Submit, 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 submit. It's easy to submit to someone who can die for you. And said, This one can die for me. Ah, I can also do anything for you. So it goes hand in words, hand. But one is fooling. They said, You should still submit. I don't think it's fair. Nevertheless, just do your part. All right, so we go. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself away. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and place it by the washing of water by the word. Verse 27, he says, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Komakaru sake. He said that he might present himself a glorious church. That means, ah, uh, that church he said he was going to build. In Matthew 16, verse 18, he says he's going to come back for that church. But he says that church is going to come back for, he's coming for a glorious church. <laughs> he's not going to come for a church that is beggarly. He's going, not going to come for a church that is running away from a virus. Uh-huh. He's, he's not going to come for a church that, that just says, Oh, 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 we, we are all nothing before the Lord. We are all nothing. He's not, not, that's not the church that, he's not going to come for a glorious church. He's going to come for a glorious church, a church that is reigning in glory. <laughs> a church that is reigning in glory. A church that understands authority. A church that when they hear that, you know, demons are rampaging a place, they are all not running away looking for a prophet. It's going to come for a church that when they hear that someone is manifesting demons, the least Christian among them says, where is he, where is he, where is he, where is he? Where is he?
1: <laughs>
0: That's the church he's coming for. He says, coming for a glorious church. Do you know what a glorious church? A glorious church means a, a, a beautiful church. A beautiful church means a victorious church. A church that is reigning in in glory. Every time victory. Every time victory. We're not saying there will not be challenges. There will be challenges, but we know this is how we win our battles. You know, because some people keep singing, this is how I fight my battles, and they never stop fighting. No, you need to fight and win. So this is how I win my battles. I get into fights. Listen, I get into fights, but I always win my fights. Because I don't go into fights um, trying to fight. I go into fights that have been fought. No, listen, sometimes people don't understand what the Bible says, keep your, keep, keep your leg on the devil's neck. People don't understand. It doesn't mean you are not going to start the fight. This is what actually happened. When they tell you, put your leg on the devil's neck, it means somebody already beat the devil, put him down, and says, okay, now you put your leg on his neck. So, you put your leg on his neck. Now, knowing the character of the devil, he's going to behave like, no, 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 he's going to try to come out. Then God says, you know, I've given you authority, so don't you keep him there. You keep him there. So sometimes the devil tries to behave like no, and he, he tries to use deception. He says, ah, I've done this in your family. No, devil, I keep you there. Devil, I keep you there under my feet. That's where you belong. That's where you belong. Ah, there's a demon that is a being. Ah. No, there's this family, family, what, 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 what? Are we kidding? Are you kidding me? Are we joking here? He said he's going to come for glorious church. No, no, that's why we are learning the word of God and we are growing you know, because a lot of God's people are still hiding. That he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spots or wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. He says that he might present to it a glorious church. That means Jesus is going to come for a glorious church. So the church he talked about in Matthew chapter 16 that he's going to build, he said he's going to come for that church. He's going to come for that church. Ecclesia, called out ones. You see, they are the called out ones. Are you listening? We are called out. We don't belong to this world. Some of you have settled in. I can't even wake you up. Some of you are settled in. It's like you feel like oh, we, are, we, are, we are all here. No, you, something, 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 is wrong with you. You, you, <laughs> one time I was in a barber saloon and and as I was sitting down and I, I felt like tongues were coming out of my mouth, right? I, I said I speaking in tongues. Then, I didn't want to speak out, but it just comes, you know sometimes you're speaking in tongues and it's just coming out, you know. You're not trying to hide it, but And, and I, was, I was like, no, I, I shouldn't speak in tongues so loud. Then all of a sudden, there was a guy sitting close to me and a secular song was playing and he was singing with all his might. <laughs> oh baby, baby. <laughs> then I'm like, so why am I trying to speak my tongues? Then I got Baromo, Zoromo, Zaire,
1: Soromo.
0: Some of of us are still settled in. We are settled in the world. We don't belong to this world. He said, He called us church, called out. We are separate from the world. No, look at this, look at this. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 called out called out called 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 for what called for what all right he says the day you get you got born again jesus said you're no longer part of everybody you're no longer of the world you are called out you are you are part of the church the called out ones look at look at verse 7 almost at the 1 verse 7 he says to all that be in rome beloved of saints called to be saints you know, one of the things we are called to do is we are called to be saints. Ladies and gentlemen, you, should, you are not supposed to wait and die before you become a saint. Stray bullets. <laughs> called to be saints. <laughs> called to be saints. I'm a saint, all right? You can call me saint, Pastor. You know, you see, you see, it's difficult for you. but you've seen the Bible, but it's still difficult for you to call. So you're a saint. You know, you're looking at it like that. Because you, the last time you went somewhere, they called someone saint Augustine and he's dead. <laughs> so you think that you also have to die. He said, look, listen, I didn't write the Bible. He said, to all that be in Rome, he was writing to the church, he said, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, simple. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. The perfecting of the saints. Are you seeing how God is calling you? You see, you see, see the naming. You see, names are so important to God. If you understood, you will know why God is doing this. You see, God wanted to see light. All he, need, he needed to do was to name light. So, let there be light or light be. All right, light be light be he names light and light lights Uh, jesus comes to someone the person is scared and jesus says be not afraid don't think he was trying to only give him um an instruction it's not an instruction he calls him be not afraid so be not afraid so the moment he says be not afraid you become not afraid (laughs) Some people are still trying to swallow some of these things, right? <laughs> now, you have to understand, naming is so important to God. He says, for the perfecting of the saints. He says, um, so that means a saint, someone can be a saint without being perfect. He says, for the perfecting of the saints. So someone can be a saint without being perfect. So God first of all calls him a saint. Then he says, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start working on you now. That's for the perfecting of the saints. He said, beloved of God, called to be saints. So the first thing we are called, one of the first things we are called to do is we are called to be saints. We are called to be saints. Oh my God. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. He says, who hath, okay, start with verse 8. He said, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. All right. Now, he says, who hath saved us. All right. So our salvation is spoken of here. He says, who hath saved us and called us. You can also say, and touched us. Who hath saved us. Not only did he save us, after saving us, he called us. Then he, he says something very striking here. With a holy calling. Holy calling. The word holy there means separate. That's the meaning of holy. Holy is not sinless. Holy is separate and called us with a separate calling. That means the day you got born again, you are not like your neighbor who is not. He called us with an unholy calling. Then he says, He separated us. He separated us. He called us with an unholy calling. He separated us. So our, our, our friends who were not born again, we were just like them. Then we got born again. Something happened. Jesus says, He called us. He churched us. We are not part of the church, the church of Jesus Christ. So we are now separate. We are now separate. We are now separate. He called us with a separate calling. That means we should bear in mind that we are separate. We should start thinking like that, that we are separate. When people start speaking of economic crunch, we know they are not talking to us. Job said, when men are cast down, he said, you shall say there's a lifting up. Now, the question is, are you saying there's a lifting up? Think about it. Are you saying there's a lifting up to yourself? That's also an error. When men are cast down, you shall say to them, there's a lifting up. Not when men are cast down, you'll not tell yourself, there's a lifting up, there's a lifting up. There's not a lifting up for the Christian. Job said, Job said there's a lifting up, all right? Because Job was not born again, all right? Job was not born again. But for the Christian, there's no lifting up. He's already seated in heavenly places. How can you lift what has been seated oh, in heavenly place? Yes. <laughs> Separate. Different. Jesus called us to difference. He called us to difference. He called us to difference. When people are complaining of something, the world is complaining and this. Now, let me tell you something. More difficult things are going to come to the world. There's no... You, I, I said I said, you cannot pray your way out of prophetic agenda. <coughs> you cannot pray off a prophetic agenda. You can only seek an exemption. He said, Isaiah, he said, God's darkness. We'll go to Isaiah chapter 60. All right. He says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and God's darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen over. So he says, Darkness will cover the earth. He didn't say, Pray against darkness. No, he says, Darkness is definitely going to cover the earth. Why? Because darkness is the opportunity to shine. Listen, listen. Any sickness that strikes the world again, we will start healing ministry everywhere. I'm telling you today. The first one, we're sleeping. We're sleeping. We woke up and they said something has happened. They said we should all go hide in our house. Ah! We look left, we look right. Hide in your house. The church of Jesus Christ. They said, okay, open church. We open church. The kind of sicknesses that were being healed in church, <laughs> the kind of sicknesses that were being healed in church, were mind blowing ones. What would you do about a cancer? Oh God, I thought about it. It's time to manifest, it's time to manifest. Because he says we are called, not a pastor, not an apostle, not a prophet, not a teacher. He says, we are called. Everyone who is born again has been called, called. Part of the church that Jesus Christ took He said, I'm gonna build my church. That means the day you, you came in, another building block was added. The day you came in, another building block was added. Now, think about it, think about it, look. Now, what is supposed to be our mindset, all right? What's supposed to be our mindset? What's supposed to be our mindset? You know, when we think about the church in the wilderness, what were they like? What was, what, was the, what was going on in the church in the wilderness? It will help us to know the kind of things that we're supposed to see in our church. What was going on in the church in the wilderness? Let's look at our people, all right? Our family members. You know, some of, some of you, you are so into the fact that you are a guy and you are a tree. You are so into that, that you, you forget that you, you actually have a, a spiritual lineage, That you should even be claiming more than a tree and a gun. Because when I got born again, I was called out. I was called out of tree and gun. Look at this. Look at this. How can a human being have this kind of mentality? Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14. How can can a human being walk with people and have this kind of mentality? Ephesians chapter 3. He said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ for 15. He said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hold on. He said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That means as we are standing here, there's a family that we have that's in heaven. Oh my God. This is not, this is not, oh my god, my grace gasol. This is not a oh, foriguama family. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, we have a family that is not here. So as I'm standing here, you know, I have a family member called Abraham who's who's sharing me on. Preach on, boy. So, anytime you have a victory, there's a family member called Jacob. He says, That's my lady. Yeah, yeah. We are a family. You know, you're so full of the, the family you have on earth and the people and the friends you're seeing on earth that you're not conscious that, you know, the apostle was speaking of this as though to someone that was on earth. He says, Of who the whole family in heaven? He didn't say, Of who those on earth and those in heaven? He said, The whole family in heaven and earth. He said, There's no distance, just heaven and earth. <laughs> He says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He says there's a name that, you no, know, we all have the surname. He says, of oh my God. Verse 14. Go back to verse 14. He says, he says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 15, he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That means our family in heaven have the same surname. The family on earth have the same surname. We are all named in the same name. See, but you are two away. The, the fact that you are, you are coming from, you know, Zulu. You understand? <laughs> South Africa, Zulu. they fact that you are Zulu, it has eaten you up. You cannot see anything apart from the fact that you are Zulu. We the Zulus, we the Zulus. No, it's high time the church of Jesus Christ starts thinking the way God sees them. Wow. Wow. It's just of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Who are some of the people who are in this family? Who are some of the people in this family? And how did they think? Because they knew they were called out. They knew they were not like everybody. They knew they were called out. Let's talk about Abraham. Let's talk about Abraham Go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10 Hebrews 11 He said for he looked for a city Abraham He said for he looked for a city Which had foundations Whose builder and maker is God Start from verse 8 He says by faith Abraham when he was called Oh my God When he was called to go out God never does anything massive Without calling people out He had to call you out So the fact that you are born again Means God has called you out And he has something for you Are you listening to him? He says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. Verse 9. He says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. No, hold on. He says, "He in verse 8, he says he was called to go to that land, that land of promise. Verse 9, he says, he actually got to that land of promise. He said, as in a strange country, dwelling in Tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He said, he got to that place. He got there with Isaac and Jacob. All of them got to the place God promised them. But he still saw it as a strange land. Verse 10. For he looked for a city. Even though he got there, he looked for a city. It's just like the Christian. You pray to God, God, give me a four-bedroom house, and he gives you the house, and you enter in, and you start backsliding from there. There are some people, after they got a car, God never saw them in church again. They didn't look for a city. They didn't think, you know, they didn't think as called-out ones. Because if you think as a called-out one, anytime you are driving, and you, you are driving a car that the Lord gave to you, and you are driving in, you remember heaven. What will heaven be like? You, re- you, re- you, re- you realize that you know, as you're walking on this earth, it's not about this. It's not about having a house. It's not about making it big. It's not about staying at, at Trasaco. It's not about all those things. It's a, no, even though you, you could have traveled all around, around the world, but anytime you travel around the world, it's to remind you of God. It's to remind you of the city that you are looking forward to. Why? Because you are called out one. You don't belong here. I Remember this song that my, my dad used to play? It was by Jim Reeves. This world is not my own. I'm just passing through. My treasures are in heaven, somewhere beyond the blues. The angels become me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Is it for a look for a city without foundations whose builder and maker is God? That's one of my family members. Can I tell you about another set? Have you heard about the three Hebrew boys? did you hear about the three heroes these guys called out once anytime i read their story i'm so inspired you know why because they had every reason not to stand for god because god watched them go into exile god watched them go into exile god watched nebuchadnezzar defeat israel and take them into exile so they had every reason to say what well, how can i stand to defend a god who did not defend me but you know there's a place you come to in god it doesn't matter what god does or does not do for you he's your god There's a place in God. You don't say he did not answer my prayer. I'm not going to church again. Guy, you've not gotten to that place. When you get to that place in God, you prayed, and the answer seemed to not have come. He said, God, this is the more reason why I'm even going to stay in church. I talk about the three Hebrew boys. Those three Hebrew boys were told to bow. Otherwise, they're going to enter fire. Woof, woof. Three called-out boys the church in the wilderness the church that existed in the past no those guys looked and they looked at the king he said oh king we are not careful to answer you in this matter he said king we are not careful to answer you in this matter he said we are not careful to answer you in this matter we are not careful to answer you in this matter according to history those boys were about 15 to 16 years and they listened to the king the king said "If if you don't do it we are going to put you in the fire he says king we are not careful to answer you in this matter he said, our God is able to save us. And that looks like a very powerful message. Our God is able to save us. And many of us have been able to preach that message. You've preached it probably to your mom. God is going to do it. You preach to your dad. God is really going to do it. But the boy said, it's not just about that. That message is powerful. Well, let's go to another level. He said, and he will save us. Now that, they move from God is able to, because God is able, that's why we are here, all right? Now it comes there said, now he's going to save us. I I can imagine what Nebuchadnezzar was thinking he said, "Ah, boys God is going to save you from this fire, then Nebuchadnezzar said make the fire seven times hotter seven times hotter what Nebuchadnezzar didn't know is that he was preparing for the manifestation of God, because God does not come until there is a fullness so when he made it seven times hotter he was just preparing for God now, now, now now He says he will save us. Now, what baffles my mind is that these guys were defending a God who did not defend them. I always say this that they they had no reason. I mean, they were were in Israel. They were singing by the rivers of Babylon. No, they were singing songs. Then Nebuchadnezzar comes and besieges the land, takes them as slaves, takes them into the palace to go and work. Now, these are guys, young guys in exile. They have no reason to defend God. They look at the king. He says, you know what, we were trained with something. We were raised to know that we are different. We don't eat what you people eat. We don't think what you think. We don't say what you say. We think differently. We don't run from fire. And we were never taught that we should bow to any image apart from God. Then, after preaching the second message, God will save us. They now move to the third level. He said, and even if he does not save us, ah, these men looked for a city. That means they didn't care if they died. They knew that it was, not about, it was not about death. They knew that it would be better to have a badge of honor that they stood and defended the name of God that for them to be alive. Then the king got angry and said, take these guys into the fire. When they started going to the fire, God did not show up. They took the guys. God did not show up. They went further. God did not show up. They got close to the fire. Then the people who were even going to throw them. The Bible says they were burnt. That's how hot the fire was. The people who were going to throw them got burnt. God still did not show up. Three guys now enter the fire. When they enter the fire, another man joined them. Another man joined them in the fire. He waited for them to get into the fire. And he joined them in the fire. He joined them in the fire. Then Nebuchadnezzar called his guys. He said, come and see. How many people did we throw into the fire? Three. How many people are we seeing? Four. He said, no. No. It cannot be four. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, but the fourth one looks like This is the testimony of those who are called out. This is our family. This is the family we belong to. This is the family we belong to. We don't think like everybody. We don't talk like everybody. Do you, do you, do you realize that you are called out? Do you, call, do you realize that you are called out? Oh my God. Do you realize that you are called out? You, you, you're still in a place in your Christianity where you are still struggling with whether to do this or whether to do that. You, you realize that you are called out. Jesus has called you out with a separate calling. That means you don't, you don't aspire to the aspirations. You don't aspire to the aspirations of the world. You think differently. You talk differently. People are going to laugh at you. Jesus Christ spoke about it. He says, the world hates me. Jesus Christ said it. He said, the world hates me. The world hates me. You know, there's a level in God where you celebrate something because the word of God said so. You celebrate something. There's a level in God, right? Yeah. You say that? Oh, maybe for example, um, someone did not use good means to get money. Then you remember the scripture that says, as the partridge sits on an egg and hatcheth not, so is he that get a riches and not by right. He shall live it in the midst of his days and then at the end shall be a fool. Then you see through the years, you see somebody who didn't get it right life. Oh, the Bible said it. 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 That's, one, that's one level. There's another level. And God wants us to come to that level. It's a level where you don't need a result to know God was right. God is right because he's right. This is fire conference. One of the first things that fire does is that fire is actually an element of judgment. I'll explain this to you. Matthew chapter 3, verse 12. I'll start from verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, John was speaking but he that cometh up to me is mightier than I Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire oh. Whose fan is in his hand And he will thoroughly purge his floor And gather his wheat into the garner But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire He said he will thoroughly purge his floor He will thoroughly purge his floor What is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying when the Holy Ghost comes into your life the first thing that happens is that there's going to be a fire. And that fire is first of all going to judge everything that is not of God in your life. It's going to start separating the wheat from the chaff. It's going to start being a separation. That's why God is bringing you this message today. Because some of you have, have settled in the world. You've forgotten that we are going somewhere. You've forgotten that there's going to be a rapture of the church. Ladies and gentlemen, we keep sounding this thing. It happened in Noah's day. They laughed at Noah. Do you know what it means? For 100 years you are building an ark. People think you are crazy. Guys, as your Christianity is settling with everybody and everybody around you likes your Christianity, there's something wrong. The guys that we call a family, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, the guys we call a family, those guys, you know, they were were, were kicked back. King Solomon said, what is wrong with you guys? Thoroughly purge the floor. Thoroughly purge the floor He says it's going to separate the wheat from the chaff That fire is going to be released by God And that fire is going to separate you from everybody It's going to separate you There's some things that cannot be with you again There's some things that cannot be in your life again You cannot mix with certain people again There's nothing wrong with it When I got born again It became so difficult for me to mix with old friends It, It became difficult for me to mix with old friends And sometimes you feel like But they are my friends They are not your friends again You are called out They're not your friends again. Oh, I want to win them. God will tell you when to go back. God will tell you when to go back. Because you see, you cannot change a civilization that raised you. So something is going to happen first. God is going to call you out. Then he's going to burn things from you. He's going to burn you so much Then he's going to raise you differently. Then he will take you back in. Like Moses. Moses was raised in Egypt. God said, yeah. You can speak their language, you can do everything, but I'm not going to make you save them in this state. Go into the wilderness. I'm going to teach you how to lead my people because God does not lead his people by princes. He leads them by shepherds. So Moses left the palace to go be a shepherd for 40 years before going back. God does not compromise on assistance. systems. God does not compromise on assistance. systems. There are things that will have to go off your life. He said in the book of Jeremiah, he said, it's not my word like a fire. I said this is fire conference. As I'm sharing the word of God with you, things are burning from your life. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. When you, when, when that fire comes into your life, there are some clothes you cannot wear again. Everybody is showing their breasts on TV. You cannot. You are called. You are called. You look at yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm too much for this. You look at yourself, too much for this. You are called, you are different. You are separate. You don't follow trends. You create trends. You don't follow trends. You don't follow trends. You don't follow trends. Oh, everybody's doing this. That's the more reason why you should even check it well. I'm very careful when everybody's on something because they might be very wrong. Because a lot of the time, uh, the wrong people are a lot. Yeah, Jesus Christ said it. He said the way to darkness is oh, bigger. So when you see people, plenty of people doing something, be careful. Watch it again. A lot of the time, to be right with God will mean be wrong with men. A lot of the time, to be right with God means you'll be wrong with men. Oh my God, I could share testimonies and stories and stories with you. How You know, when I began this journey with God, this fire was burning things. This world was like a fire word was, was, was like a fire. It was burning things in my life. There were things that had to go. Some things had to go. And they were going. Sometimes it was painful. It was painful. But that's how God does it. That's how he does it. Bible says that our, our works shall be revealed with fire. That means when God speaks of fire, he's speaking of judgment. It means he's speaking of something that's about to refine you. So you know something that's going to refine you. When God's fire comes into your life, something happens it's going to refine you. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out a more refined person. When God's fire comes into your life, sometimes it becomes uncomfortable because God will tell you the places you used to go to, you cannot go again. And it looks like, I'm so used to this place. I keep going to this place. I cannot go again. You know, well, when I came back, I said to myself, I said, Lord, thank you for something. Thank you that I'm more resolved to turn my back against the world. Let me tell you something, what you don't realize is that the road to, being, to, to backsliding, the road to backsliding, it comes little bits, it comes in little bits, what you don't realize is that there are seeds that were sown in your life, there are seeds that were sown in your life, there are some videos you watch on Snapchat, nothing happened to you that day, but a seed was sown in your life, it will germinate. Oh. So his pastor saying, we shouldn't be watching those things. No serious person who wants to do anything serious with God gets into something. Bible says, no man that worried entangles himself with the affairs of this life. There are some things, there are civilian affairs. Oh, I can watch naked girls, nothing will happen to me. Something will happen, just not now. Oh, I just like to see guys with broad chests. Man, you're going through, you're going through, oh wow, this is nice, oh wow, this is nice, oh wow, this is nice, oh wow, this is nice. Ooh. Le- young men, young men, let me tell you something. When you go on Instagram, and you see anybody who cares their buttons unfollow quickly. We are not here for this. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. Because you know where you are going. Yeah. Because you know where you are going. Now I'm very sharp with my follow button. I'm very sharp. Very, you, you turn it, I will follow you. If it's on WhatsApp, I mute you quickly.
1: Fire.
0: Is that is that why we are here? I'm called out. I think differently. I, think different. I talk differently. Talk different. Jesus has called me. Do you understand that? Jesus has called me. He called me out. You know, some people are going to "Uh, pastor, so you know, this one, this one. No, you know, there are some things. Uh, the question is not whether it's a sin or not. That's not what we are talking about here. We have, we have moved past that one. Are, are you hearing? Because God already established that we are sin. So it's not about sin. No, we are talking about our calling. It doesn't move with our calling. It's not part of our calling. I cannot be there. There are some parties I cannot be. I remember, I remember some years ago, I had to be somewhere. I had to be there because of a certain business transaction. I had to be there. And so many, you know, unbelievers and some secularities. Now, some of them might be thinking I'm being judgmental. That's your business. I'm protecting my calling. Now, I got there. That was one of the days I knew that, ha, ah, being born again is a real thing. When I got there, I felt like there were demons all around. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm not joking. No, because I had not been in such a gathering for a very long time, and all I knew was church presence, glory, shouting. Oh! Now I go to this place, and people have removed their shirts, and they are sweating, and the atmosphere is so dry. I'm not used to dry places. I'm used to people crying in the presence of God. I'm used to people bowing down. I'm used to people crying. I'm used to people kneeling down. I'm used to people lifting their hands. I'm used to to people shedding tears. I'm not used to people smelling around me. And they will sing every song back to back. Now, I was with two people. One of them was born again. One of them was born again. He was also singing the song. I was wondering how he was coping. Because I couldn't cope. Now, I was not, it's not like I was trying to be crazy, no. I even tried to like, make them feel okay. Now, not because I like the song, but I, I didn't want to be cool so that they would feel like they are sinners. So I was trying to be... Oh, oh, oh. But... That meant to me... That meant to me... yeah, know. That meant to me... Briefing. <laughs> so as they were doing... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. When you got born again, you deleted all your secular songs. How many are back? Go and check. Go and check your phone again. Go and check your phone again. You know what? You know. Listen. You know what the devil is doing? Listen. You know what the devil is doing? He's working his way back into your life. I like song. I want to be tried by, purified, you take whatever you desire, Lord, here's my
1: life,
0: I want to be tried by, purified, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here is my life, I want to be tried by, by.
1: you take whatever you desire, Lord, here is my
0: life. You know what? The Lord was telling me something. He said, you know, do you realize that a consciousness that I am always there, will stop you from sinning. I'm like, that's actually true. Because if I was going to watch something wrong and I'm conscious that Jesus is watching with me, is this what I'm showing Jesus? (laughs) You are laughing. No, think about it. Have you, have, you, have you thought about it? When the Lord said to me, I'm like, whoa. No, think about it. I'm going to steal something. Then I know that the Lord Jesus is with me everywhere I go. And as I'm stealing, He's there. My dad told me a story many years ago. He said, that's when he actually gave his life to Christ. That my biological daddy told me a story he said one day he was going to stake Lotto <laughs> now he said because of the strict nature of his mom and, and so he couldn't do it for anybody to see so he got to a place he looked right he looked left and he staked it when he turned back he said a woman saw him he said <laughs> be a woman how
1: I want to be black. Purified, you take whatever you
0: desire. Lord, give us. at it today you are born again as you're following the lord as you're walking with the lord walking in his ways probably you're looking forward to something says god is going to bless me if i follow him i want to ask you a question today what if he doesn't will you still follow him I got to that place in my life, I said to myself, Lord, if you like, don't give me any calling. Don't give me anything. I choose to stick with you. I choose to stick with you. Oh, <laughs> I don't forget the story. Without the story, probably there'll never be a Pastor Enoch. This is after I'd, got, I'd gotten born again. Then, I became so concerned about, you know, when you're a young guy, and you're growing up, you're so concerned about making it, making it, making it, making it, because sometimes there's a lot of pressure on you. Pressure from friends. Pressure from family. Pressure everywhere. So. My friends and I. Thank you, Jesus. We started talking about, you know, making it, making it, making it. That I forgot what God had called me to do. Because God had called me to be in ministry. I forgot what God called me to do. And I started chasing money. Now, note it, I was making the money though. I was making the money, but the more I made the money, the more frustrated I became. You know, you'll never relate to what I'm saying if you don't have a purpose in life. Because some people, their purpose is money. And that's very dangerous. If you have a purpose in life, something haunts you. You know, you are are alive for something. So I thought about it. And one day, you know, I had made money, but I was getting more and more frustrated. I sat down. I remember I was sitting on my bed. And there was an iron behind me. I wept. Why? Because of this scripture. I never forget it. I never forget it. This scripture came to me. The Lord spoke to me with this scripture. Love not the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling you today to an awakening. are called that to give your life to Jesus Christ is not passive that God has called you there are some things that don't meet with you again there are some people they have to go out of your life some people have to go out of your life there are some calls you can't pick again Any time you try to turn around and walk worthy of your calling, that phone call always distracts you and there's something about that call. When you hear, hello, this is me, it's me, Johnson, all of a sudden, all your spiritual defenses, everything breaks down. I told you not to call me again, but you're calling me. You know, I'm really sorry for what I did. So where are you now? This is your last chance ever. Bible says that David behaved like a madman in the the land of the Philistines. You know, tomorrow we're gonna climb to another level, all right? the Bible says that David behaved like a madman in the land of the Philistines you know what it means when David got to the land of Philistines he knows that I killed Goliath these people know me if I behave sane if I behave sane they're going to know it's me David so David said i have you ever met question boys and you behave, you behave like a question boy before <laughs> I, I have met before At one time I, was, I saw a question boy before. I removed one of my slippers Somebody. <laughs> so when they saw me, they like, I, "I'm crazy on them." So <laughs> 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 I, I remember my, my friend uh, Bishop Bishop Sly. He met Quashie boys and they were coming for his phone. Said, In the name of Jesus! Ow! When they saw that, wait, manelu,
1: <laughs>
0: so David behaved like a madman in the land of the Philistines he behaved like a madman so while he was in the Philistines he was just behaving, behaving why? because he has to survive you know sometimes in your Christianity you have to survive so there are some calls. you just don't pick that two you do, you pick, pick, no
1: Hey!
0: Hey! Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the, the, the phone call is coming. You know that this one uh, you start behaving. You, you, you walk away from the phone. You just walk away. Sometimes your, your madness has to be, you put up the phone. It's finished. You remove the battery, throw it, hey, I'm not doing again. Like I told somebody, someone said, Oh Pastor, I've been struggling with pornography it's because you still have phone. Yeah, you still have phone. You're not ready. You're not ready to stop. You're ready to stop? You dash the phone. That's what status. Sora Makata. There's a madness that has to come into your life now. Why? Right? You are protecting your calling. I wanna be tried by. Lord said to me, He said, prepare me an army.